Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, here with my co-host, Laurel Boyven. Thank you for joining us as we dive into how doing your inner work or the beautiful work is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. Our hope is to inspire you to explore who you are, who you want to become, and what you want to do with this one precious life. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. Hello, listeners. How are you today out there in the listening world? We are here on the other side of your podcast, wherever you're listening, and thinking of you and wondering how your inner life is and how your inner work is going and how your beautiful life is shaping up. We're here for you, and we, we want to have a conversation with you. But Laurel and I are here to have a conversation, and you're invited in. So hi, Laurel. How are you? I'm well. How are you today, Laurel? I'm doing well. I want to announce our topic right away. And I have um, some really interesting um, thoughts coming in, like uh, almost like a little streaming channeling kind of thing. So I'm super excited to talk about this today. Our topic is, we're calling it the transformational R, which is taking responsibility for your life. And it's a big topic, isn't it, Laurel? It is. And it's one of many transformational R's, but probably the one that makes the biggest difference in your life. Yes, yes. Responsibility. I love this word because I remember at the beginning when I was um, looking at like reactive behavior versus responsive behavior and kind of translating it into this idea of responsibility, right? The idea of responding to the world around us and um, bringing it in internally as a, as an ability that we have, right? Just like breaking that word down and playing with it a little bit is fun in and of itself. You know, I've never really thought about it that way, about it yeah. is how it's our ability to respond. Yes, yes. And rather than, oftentimes we think of, I think we've been groomed in our culture to think of responsibility, or for some reason in our culture, we take responsibility as a heaviness, like a burden. Oh, it's a responsibility to do that versus, oh, I get to respond to this. <laughs> well, and you know, that's exactly what I was thinking about before you even talked about the breakdown of the word. But, you know, what comes up for me in responsibility, my reaction or my response to, to responsibility has changed over my lifetime, right? Yeah. Think about, I don't know if this is true for you or our listeners, but you know, maybe teenage years, I couldn't wait for responsibility. Yeah. You know, there were so many things I was looking forward to that I could be, you know, have that independence and authority that goes with having responsibility for my life. I was so eager to do that. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. there are times in my life or have been times in my life when the responsibility that I feel is heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, I've always thought of myself as like uh, very early on uh, as young, even as a young child, like being overly responsible, 
the having being an overly responsible child. And so now, like looking back at my life and seeing who I am, it was because how I was responding to what was going on around me was I felt like I wanted to change it. I wanted to make it better or whatever. And so my response was to, to, to what I was doing was really stepping outside what was I was responsible for. And so I started to feel overly responsible and, but it was choice ultimately, but I didn't realize that then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So our history being of our, our relationship with responsibility it's a great journey to start to break down and look at as you think about creating your beautiful life, making changes that you want to make. Like, what is your relationship with responsibility? Is it a good word? Is it a bad word? How are your feelings around all of that? How, how do you define it even? It's an interesting um, exploration. It really in. is. It really mm-hmm. is. There's so yeah. many good journaling prompts that come to mind when I think about those questions, right? I know. So listeners, you might want to have a pen and paper if you want to put (laughs) us on pause and come back, because I do think that we're going to end up having a lot of suggestions throughout the, the, our conversation today of ideas, just right from from the get-go. So you already have a few right now, you know, which is what has your relationship with that word responsibility been? How would you even define it for yourself? Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And another one that comes to mind is, you know, when, when you're feeling um, burdened maybe or heavy from responsibility, I think yeah. that the analysis, the evaluation is what's weighing me down, my, really my responsibility. Yes. I, I think yes. sometimes we, you know, when we tend to take responsibility or overtake responsibility, mm-hmm. take on things that aren't really ours, that those are the things that, you know, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back when all of a sudden we have too much responsibility or too many things we feel responsible for, not realizing that we've chosen almost all of those. Yeah, I I know that was my case, you know, growing up, it was feeling like I, I was responsible for other people, particularly other people's happiness, which thankfully, I know now everybody's responsible for their own happiness. And I cannot make anybody happy, which is such a relief to know. But early on, I didn't know that. And I really did believe that I could do and uh, you know, uh, help and create situations that were going to make people happy. And, um, yeah, that's, it's good to know that that's, that's not the case. It, it, yeah. it took a lot of responsibility off my shoulders when I realized that. Yeah. I, I mean, I too went, have gone through times like that, you know, wanting mm-hmm. people to be happy or wanting their, wanting them to experience ease things that, you know, how can I help? How can I take some of what is theirs and weighing them down and, you know, and that, and then, you know, then there's likability, right. You know, it's, if I'm helpful, you know, people need me and like me. And that gets into a whole other topic about responsibilities that aren't ours to take. Right. Right. And I know my, my um, personal relationship to that was uh, if people like me, they won't reject me. And I, that was, that's probably, if I go, like, if we all, we all have kind of a root fear, I think, and mine is fear of rejection. So, you know, to uh, be the person who is likable and needed, I'm not going to get rejected. Right. So, so Laurel, I really want to get to what was streaming in 
um, and I know we have a lot of places we can talk about today, but um, was coming in like really um, strongly for me. And I think it actually came up in one of our podcasts, um, one of the last times we were talking. And I, it, I don't know if I ever said anything about it, but it was the idea of, I feel like I was a person with a high need for control. And that related to becoming overly responsible. And that led to, I feel like complications and problems and inner work that I had to do to kind of clean up where that was making my life unhappy. And yet on the other side of the coin, it maybe had to do with shadow work. We were talking a little bit about shadow work last time, right? On the other side of the coin is for somebody who has a high need for control to know that you can take responsibility for your own life and your own inner state, right? And have the opportunity to transform life by transforming yourself gives me, I'll speak personally, right? For somebody with a high need for control, like that gives me a lot of satisfaction that if I take responsibility for my life and my inner state, I can, I can affect change the most powerful way. I go, wow, well, I, I just, now that's only up to me and I can do that if I want to. Right. Yes. And you know, the piece in there that I think is so um, true that when we see how much control we really have to create the life we want to respond to the life around us, right. We, We have control over those things and we can shape our lives by by managing and being in control of our choices, our thoughts, you know, our reactions. Um, And I think it reminded me of, you know, in, in the gifts of imperfection by Brene Brown, one of the things she talks about is powerlessness, right. And, Mm. and power really being our ability to affect change. Right. So when you think, you know, it shows up as taking responsibility for your life, but it really puts you in, in the power seat of, of your life. Yes. Yes. And that, that, you know, when I think back to uh, my, a sense of uh, feeling really sad early on in life, it did relate to feeling power, a, a sense of powerlessness because I didn't know how to respond and I didn't feel in control of things. And I, was trying to do it in ways that were ineffective, right? And and um, yeah, so this idea of taking responsibility does feel like you you gain your power back internally, and you and you begin to see the situation through new lens and new perspective of whatever uh, it is that you're struggling with. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, I bet if we had time to unravel that link between powerlessness and the need for control right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that I can see that having happened, you know, for me in my life at times, when I really felt powerless, and what I was able to take control of. And sometimes then, we take too much control, right? Mm-hmm. Too much responsibility, and yeah. we overdo it. So I love yeah. this, you know, kind of the circle of, of taking responsibility that really does create goodness. Yeah. And transformation, the kind of transformation that you ultimately are seeking. Mm. And one of the, one of the things I want to draw into our conversation here too, is, and I feel like you were, you were kind of 
um, skirting around it uh, is this idea of, um, you know, being able to affect our emotional state as mm -hmm. well and how this sense of um, feeling powerless, right? I know for me, right, that led to a lot of sadness and, and, and ultimately a depressed state because I didn't feel like I could make the change I wanted to make, which led to a real sense of, you know, feeling an overall defeat and, you know, things that are related to depression. And so to see the, the, the complexity, right, of our thoughts and the emotions and then our sense of what we, how we're going to respond, they're all so, this mind-body-spirit idea, you know, connected to how we're living in the world is, is so powerful to look through this lens and see all the ways we can affect change just by thinking we are responsible for our responses. And that's, that's it. That's right. It, it, yeah. 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 We mm -hmm. really do. I mean, we, we often think about controlling our emotions. Right. Um, and being responsible for our choices. But how right. often do we think about managing or being in control of our thoughts right. that influence right. our, our reactions or our emotions? Right, right. And the cultivation. I like to think of, um, I, I know, I, I believe that I can't control my emotions, but I can co cultivate the kind of emotional states I want to experience. Ooh. And that's taking responsibility for my emotions, right? And my emotional, yes. the way I show up emotionally in the world. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so it's interesting, you know, when you think about the words that we're using, you know, I use yes. manage, I use manage, we, we're using respond, we're using mm -hmm. control, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but we do and, and being responsible for so, you know, if I think about maybe the emotions are created by my thoughts, but how I am responding yeah. to those emotions, right? How am I managing? How am I taking responsibility? Right. And I also think, you know, how do I take responsibility for my thoughts? How do I cultivate mm -hmm. thoughts that create responses that are more appropriate? Yeah, I'll give a suggestion right now. So for those of you with pen and paper, here's one for you, because I use <laughs> this one for myself, right? Was um, when I was really working on uh, changing my habit of ruminating over things I didn't have control over. For a while, I had uh, kind of like a list of in in my in my in my mind, and for a while, I think I even did it in my pocket on a piece of paper, which was three or five things that I could think about instead. So, if I caught myself ruminating on something I could not change, could, didn't had no control over, you know, whether I was worrying about my brother and my sister and the, whatever they were doing. And I knew I couldn't help them or change their life or whatever. Right. Instead, I'd be like, I'd catch myself thinking about that. And then I'd be like, okay, what can I think about instead? Right. And so I had other things like a list of other things. Oh, I can think about, um, you know, uh, I've been practicing Tai Chi lately. I want to teach Tai Chi. Where might I teach? Well, how might I go, you know, like what, whatever it is I'm, you know, currently thinking about that would feel productive and produce in me feelings of interest, excitement, 
um, enjoyment, uh, adventure, whatever it is that I'm trying to cultivate, the feelings I'm trying to cultivate. And then you can actually, if you do that, if you actually take this practice on, right, and actually do what, what I've talked about, what I did, you can start to watch yourself going from feeling like helpless, powerless, you know, sad, whatever, to, wait a minute, I now am cultivating excitement, adventure, interest, wonder, uh, curiosity, um, you know, a, a trail of the next thing to do that I, that I actually can do and accomplish, right? To make me feel satisfied with my life, you know, productive in my day or whatever it is that we want to yes. feel or experience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's very similar to, you know, that practice that I use of um, what do I have to think or do to, yeah. to feel the way I want to feel, right? And be the person I want to become. That's right. right. Is that the rest right. of that? Yeah, yep. I love that yep. one. Yep. Yep. So, so it is, I mean, you know, sometimes when you're ruminating, right, and your thoughts have this control over you, you can find a new thought. You can, you can, it doesn't even have to be a new topic. I did this recently with hot weather. I, I'm not a, mm-hmm. I'm not a hot weather woman. Um, I prefer it not to be too hot. And so I found myself in a bad mood because I, I really, or I could see a mood coming because my thoughts were, it is too hot. I don't like the heat where I was like, snap out of it. What thought can I think to change the way I feel about this weather? My, my thought, my new thought was we only have a few days of this weather every summer. Right. That was a complete, not a different topic. It wasn't a, you know, what I would call a distraction, but just reframing the situation. Uh Right. So there's Uh so many good ways to be responsible for our thoughts. Yes. And responsible to the situation at hand. So like, I'll, I'll say, you know, for me, when I know it's a really hot day here, and I live in Virginia in a place where the summers are very hot, right? And I wake up and I can feel the mugginess literally in my body. I'm like, whoop, it's going to be one of those days. And so I just do self-talk where I'm like, okay, you're going to move slowly through the day, Laurel. You're not going to over-exercise. You're not going to, you know, overeat. You're not going to, you're in between your, your engagements or responsibilities. You're going to take time to maybe just put your feet up and you know, read a book or just sip a cool drink and look out the window, you know, like do whatever I need to do to take, you know, that little mini self-care throughout the day on a day when you know it's not going to be an easy day for you because it's not going to, you're not going to feel great, right? Well, and what I love about the example you just gave is um, it really is a great example of, of being responsible to your reaction or for your reaction right. to an external situation, right? Right. I mean, right. Right. you you managed your you took responsibility for your your reaction, your response yeah. to knowing what the weather was going to be like that day, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. I, that's a great example. Yeah, yeah. I um I think that. Uh, for people, particularly too, I want to come back to the ruminating thoughts idea yes. because those ruminating thoughts can feel like they they aren't under our control, can't they? Laurel, do you? Yes. Have you found that in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and so what I want to say is ruminating thoughts. Think of I, I like to I always love this image. If you're an if you're a visionary person, this this helps a little bit too. 
I always think of our 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 brain right as like a a, a record <laughs> with all the grooves in it, and that needle is going over the records, playing the record again and again, and and it's like um, you know there was a skip in the record. Remember in the days when you were playing records and a skip in the record, and it just kept playing the same thing over and over and over again. Right. And it's like, it was stuck there. And, and so it just got, a, it got in because it got stuck there for whatever reason, it, it made a deep groove. Right. And so the goal of ruminating thoughts is to realize that it's simply just a deep groove that was created over time. Right. And the puzzle is how to get yourself out of that groove hopefully for good. Right. Yeah. And so there's so many ways of doing that. And one of them is that practice that I talked about. What can you think about instead? And then the other thing is taking time to really reflect and journal on what do you want in that situation? Because oftentimes when we're ruminating, we're focusing on what feels out of control. Yes. And we're not focusing on what the change is that we want. So to get yourself redirected towards what it is that you really want, and then what are the small steps you can start to take to try to bring about the change that you're looking for or the communication that you want or whatever, um, just start to alter the ruminating thought because now you're now even thinking differently about it because you're adding in the, what could I do instead or what do I really want? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many reasons our brain does that from, it is a, Mm -hmm. it's a, data processing system, right? And if we haven't found a solution to what we perceive to be a problem or a challenge, of course, our brain is going to continue to look for an answer, a solution, a reason. And we will, I mean, it's just natural that we will ruminate. So I love- And a good thing. We want that, right? We don't want that to not be there. So it's not like we're trying to get rid of this processing system that we have because there's some good stuff about it right we just don't want it to be a detriment to our well-being that's right we don't want it to interfere with with what we need what we should be doing maybe or or the or thoughts that are more beneficial or productive Um, one of the ways I do it I I really do this is a practice that I did when I was working um, in corporate you know asking can I do anything about this right now Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, then do it, right? right. Take action. Good. If the answer is no, then I file that dilemma, challenge, thought under, yeah. you know, an unfinished business column, put it on paper somewhere, keep a list right. because getting it out of our brain temporarily is, yeah. is good to do. It's so good. And I feel like um, as a manager, right, in a, in, a, in a managerial position, I love that tip. And I love then, uh, you know, where I go from there, right, if it were me, and I was, and I was doing, you know, really taking full responsibility, I would, in that list of unfinished business, and if I felt like I couldn't do anything about it, I would make sure I was bringing it to somebody else who could affect change more than me, and to make sure that they knew it was on my radar. Right. right. Yeah. 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 And that you wanted to do something, but you didn't feel like it was under your jurisdiction or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, as we grow and we're taking more leadership for our lives and we're and we're we're doing this beautiful work and 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 seeing the benefits of it is how do we then put that into practice in all the areas of our life? So we feel like not only are we leading our lives well, but we're, we're, we're feeling like a good leader in in wherever we're showing up. Right. And that feels so good feels makes us feel really, really confident. It does. 
You know, can, and I wanted to bring up when we're, you know, going to the taking responsibility for your life, right? And transforming mm-hmm. your life by taking responsibility. A few more yeah. things come up for me when mm-hmm. um, tied to the ruminating, you know, looking external, right? For the blame, the, the oh. external reason, you know, feeling powerless, like you have no choice in certain things, you know, and how can we, you know, get to a point where we start to realize the way that we're living, how we show up every day is a choice. Um, and that's hard because we have to really kind of stop ourselves from living on autopilot, right? Right. Um, right. And so any thoughts? Yes. For you? Well, that's when you, I'm so glad you went there because the, the, the big thought that came for me as soon as you started talking about that was any time that we feel like we don't, we are ruminating and we don't feel like we can be responsible to make the change. And we, and we feel ourselves or notice ourselves going into blaming mode, right. Is the trail of blaming will take you back to you feeling like a victim. Mm-hmm. And for me, any place where we feel like we're a victim in our lives is worthy of transformational work. Right. And, and so um, what is the step or steps that you can take so that you don't feel like a victim or that you feel like you have to place blame out there? Right. And so that always leads to communication ultimately of some kind and make making one small step. Right. So that you feel like you're you're stepping up and taking some sense of responsibility for something that might not look or feel like it's it's about you or or your responsibility. Then at least have the conversation so that you're not holding it and and feeling like you need to blame somebody like put it back over there and be like not my thing anymore. Right. I'm, I'm not going to hold that and feel like I have to blame that person. It's like, you know, if I, if I said, um, you know, we're Democrats, we're Republicans, all the Democrats are, you know, blaming the Republicans for this. All the Republicans are blaming the Democrats for that. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, who's going to ever solve that? Nobody's ever going to solve that if that's all it is. Right. And so how do you step into that and feel like, I mean, for me, the only way to step in there is like, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I just, I'm just an American who wants the things to work better, <laughs> you know? And so I'm, I'm not even in the equation. I'm changing the whole paradigm of, you know, I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying, look, let's do it differently. Let's, let's come up with solutions that work for everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's so interesting because I do what I hear in that example, no matter what the scenario is, it's really neutralizing the differences, right? Yeah. It's, good. it's, it's that piece of we all can play the victim. We can all play the hero. We can all play, you know, the master game, right? Yeah. Right. All of it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so when I think about that, starting with, it doesn't matter what role we're playing or what side of the equation or the problem we're on. The fact that we're, we, we all have the same, you know, what what is the what is alike? What is alike with us? Yeah, What's the yeah. same with us, right? What's we, our common endeavor? Even. That's right, yeah, exactly. Right, What's yeah, our commonality? Yeah. And yeah. and starting from there, right? To yeah. kind of neutralize that. And then the other yeah. thing I think about oftentimes when I 
you know, there are times when I find myself looking for a reason, right? What is the root cause? We used to call it in corporate safety. What's the root cause? Oftentimes the root cause, we don't want it to be with ourselves. Yeah. And so that question of what is it about this that I don't want to own? What, you know, why do I need an external reason? You know, often if I, no, blame is an external reason. So I, it's, it's good stuff or bad stuff, right? But what right. is it about the situation that uh, it makes me so uncomfortable? I don't want to be responsible for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That's a, that was great. So uh, we could we could stay in that uh, discussion for a really long time, but I think that's time for us to wrap up, Laura. So I, I think, think so too. But I hope that our listeners really found some value in some of our ideas and some of our exercises that we tossed out there today. Because I do feel like we, hopefully we didn't overload you with ideas of things to, to do, but I hope we inspired you really to feel like um, taking responsibility for your life is only a good thing and nothing intimidating or heavy. It doesn't have to be any longer. No. Right? It doesn't. And it's just one, you know, one small step to increase your awareness on how and why you take responsibility, I think is beautiful. It's a good place to start with that inner work. It it is. It is. Thanks, Laurel, for our conversation today. It was really, really good. I I really enjoyed it. I did too. I think we need to talk about this some more in another podcast. I do. I wonder what our follow-up topic will be. We'll find out. We'll let you know as we go forward. (laughs) All right, listeners, we're off. Thanks, Laura. See you next time. Bye for now. Did you know that we're both life coaches? It would be an honor to work with you. When you're ready to dig into your own beautiful work, you'll find our contact information in the show notes. We're glad you're with us on this journey. If you're ready to dive deeper into the beautiful work, Join us in our private Facebook group where we continue the conversation and support one another in our inner work. Thanks for being here with us at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. As you do your beautiful work, know that we're here for you. Are there topics you'd like us to explore? Send us an email. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. We're glad you're with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.